0: Welcome to MBA Mondays by Fred Wilson from AVC.com, read to you by Alistair Moulton-Black from TalkShoot.com. Post 49 M&A Case Studies, ChiliSoft. The AVC community's very own Charlie Crystal has a great story about the sale of ChiliSoft at the height of the late 90s bubble. I've asked him to tell it as a case study number one in the NBA case studies on NBA Mondays. We will be discussing this case in the comments. There's a bit of shorthand in Charlie's story and not everyone will understand it. Please join the discussion. Ask any questions you have and the community and I will answer them. Do not be shy. I have a busy day today, first day back after two weeks, so I may not be active in the comments until this evening. When Fred asked me to post about the ChiliSoft Soft acquisition for MBA Mondays, I immediately thought, I don't have an MBA. And it was such a weird set of experiences. I hope it's useful to someone. Here's part of the story, skipping lots of details. For an invite to my latest startup, see the end of the post. Chili soft sold for $100 million in 2000, or $70 million, or $28 million. It depends on the date you choose, the built-in triggers, and ego. Notably, from December 1999 to May 2000, my stake dropped from 40% to 15% when the deal closed. Most employees stake dropped as well, but not all employees. My point at the end of this post will be something like this. Sweat the details. Some context. I started Chilisoft in 1996 out of my software services company in Lancaster, PA. I had no money, and Dad had just passed away a few days before. It was a tough time. But I saw this huge opportunity for adding functionality to the web servers, so I took the deep plunge. I tried raising money nearby, but in those days there wasn't a firm like First Round in PA that really got the space, so I headed to the West Coast with a credit card, deeply believing in our mission to take over the world. Tip, try to take over the world. To save money, I slept on Ben's, my attorney floor, as I bounced around the valley trying to get meetings and raise money. Ben finally got me a meeting with DFJ, and a few months later, Warren Packard and Steve Jurvetson produced a term sheet. Tip, floors are cheaper than hotel rooms. When I signed the term sheet for 1.4 million dollars on a Sunday night at 11 p.m. at a bar in a casino in Las Vegas, completely emblematic it seemed. But I was out of debt. DFJ saved my life in a way. Tip, try not to run up debt. It's unlikely you'll be saved by Series A. That Series B deal was nuts. 3.7 million on 19 million pre-money with about a million in revenue, perhaps and a cap on the preference. That meant if we sold for more than $42 million, Series B simply got its pro rata share, and everyone would be thrilled. Tip. Don't create the wrong incentives. Over the next year and a half, we fired the CEO, and I ended up taking the CEO job back. I wasn't a popular guy with the investors for that, but my gut-informed intuition said we needed to cut the bullshit and sell software. I figured that they'll like us when we win. Tip. They'll like you when you win. The chill set in, so I focused the company on sales and kept sending reports to the board. We increased revenue in the next quarter by three times the prior one, and things thawed. Tip, communication matters with investor relationships. I started a CEO search. I really didn't want to run the company, but I also didn't want someone else to run it into the ground. A few months later, we had our guy. Tip, run the company, get the ops. At the time, we were lower on cash than was comfortable, and I had the choice of cutting 35 people to 9 or bringing on a CEO and making sure he had cash in the bank. DFJ and the other firm offered an onerous bridge, monthly escalating warrants, and a controlling board seat. I didn't really grok the meaning of the warrants, tip sweat the details. I didn't want to send people home, and our pipeline was strong, so I chose to keep the ride rolling and go with it. Everyone was surprised when I wasn't fired right away. But there I was, still employed. The Prospect That fall, a great sales biz dev guy, Brian Pavicek, asked me to attend a conference with him. He was incredibly excited about the potentially big license deal with Cobalt Networks, which made Linux servers for ISPs. Chilisoft had a number of large ISP partners like PSI and ATT, and that kind of distribution at the time was a big win. Somewhere in the conversation, the talk turned to a merger. Cabalt saw our application server as a strategic edge and admired our traction with major customers like Excite. And that's where it gets murky for me. I had been focusing on launching a suite of small business apps on top of ChiliSoft, and the talks went on without me. A month later, I got the voicemail from Ben. Just make it easy. Accept the severance. You'll make a lot of money in the sale. I sat down in the CEO's office and acted like I didn't know anything and talked about how excited I was about the company and how he was doing so well and he could have at least had the balls to tell me himself. Tip, you won't always be indispensable. I imagine they wanted me out because I was dogmatic with the direction of the company. I wanted to make the engine free and sell apps into it like the CRM systems I was building. And they wanted to get the company sold and get liquid. Besides, CRM wasn't going to be big or anything, but I was difficult, admittedly. So I left, a bit bitter and burned out, and spent a few weeks more in Seattle to take in the WTO riots and plan my trip home. Tip, stay away from riots after being fired from your startup. Fast forward to the deal. The deal. The deal was struck at $100 million in January 2000, but the VCs insisted on fixing the number of shares, not the value of the deal. A month later, they looked like geniuses. The deal was worth $135 million, next month $70 million. It closed in May at $28 million, 72% down from the deal price. Tip, fix the price, not the stock. The management team also threatened to quit if they didn't get an additional 10% of the deal. JLM's rule, if anyone goes to the pay window, everyone goes to the pay window. And I bet he'd add, and no double dipping. The U.S. doesn't allow management to hold a company hostage in a transaction like that without suffering a massive tax consequence, unless they get approval from the majority of the shareholders. That would be me and a few others. From my perspective, they already had better than average option allocations, and I didn't believe they would walk. But at that point, I basically decided to stop paying attention to the details and just get it done after a threatening call from the Cobalt CFO. Fun stuff. The drop. So how did my stock drop by 62% in six months? Three things. Escalating warrants management shakedowns, and the timing of one of the dips in the cobalt wild ride in 2000. The deal closed below the $42 million threshold at $28 million, which triggered more magic. The management team shakedown took another 10%. Tip again, sweat the details. And the escalating warrants? Let's just say it made DFJ very happy. They made, I think, over 16 times their original investment, with a big boost coming from the bridge deal. Overall, I owe a lot to those guys. Learned a lot, made a lot, and don't regret much of it. Tip, you don't have to accept a bad deal. At least try to negotiate. Some final tips. Run your company. You'll figure it out. Get good advisors, but follow your gut. Don't touch anything with escalating warrants. Be generous with employee options and make them meaningful. And once you close your acquisition and get your stake, don't let it ride, especially in a bubble. I did. Then Sun bought Cobalt and dropped 97% in value. I sold enough stock to invest in a few startups and support some great nonprofits, but it was a huge, huge hit. Founders love to take risks, but we're notorious for taking stupid risks with our own money. My next big thing? Something new around search. Get an invite here. I'm raising capital and building a team, and would love to hear your thoughts on it. I hope some of this has been helpful. That was post 49 M&A case studies. Chili Soft. Thanks for listening to NBA Mondays by Fred Wilson from ABC.com. Read to you by Alistair Moulton-Black from TalkShoot.com.